Welcome to the All Tides Podcast, a space to remind you that there's magic in the water and in each of us. The All Tides Podcast is my venue to share stories and conversations with friends about water as our healer, the importance of protecting what we love, and how time and nature can be both the most important and the easiest mindset work. In chatting with other water babies, I explore and acknowledge the unique currents that brought each of us to and through where we are now, and ultimately inspire one another to unapologetically chase more sunsets or live a life of beauty and adventure on your own terms. Shed the weight of the past, trust the flow of what's for you, and know it's safe and important to thrive in all tides. You guys, it has been so long. Hi, hello, it's Catherine, and it's been about two years (laughs) since I've last done an episode, and I woke up this morning after a really kind of interesting weekend of thinking about the podcast, thinking about what the phrases all tides mean to me currently, and I have some ideas brewing and really just wanted to touch base and reach out to this group of people. Um, It's really interesting because, I mean, first of all, I have no notes, no agenda. Um, It's a Monday morning and I'm just flowing with it. But um, over the last couple of years, I've had a number of people reach out to me specifically about the podcast being like, why did you hide past episodes? Where did it go? Will it ever come back? It really impacted me in various ways. And to all of that, I guess I don't really have an answer other than, I mean, one, thank you for letting me know that you enjoyed it and were missing it. And Um, What I have kept up are two meditations, I believe, and one episode that felt timeless-ish. And, um, but yeah, otherwise I don't really have a clear reason for, for what I did other than I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, I personally have been working on fine-tuning my message honing like what I want to present as (laughs) Catherine and really trying to understand my relationship to Lake Effect, which is how so many people have found this podcast, found me, gotten to know me, and then gotten to know my, all the other little offshoots of, of who I am. And, um, this will be something I perhaps talk about in a future episode because I actually just feel like there are some things that I'm going through in this season that would be beneficial to share, not just for um, understanding like what I'm moving through and the business is moving through, but also just as a bit of a, I don't know, not an expansion or a anything other than just a reminder that it's okay to sit in interesting situations without having the answer and to trust yourself as you do it. And for me, it's felt like 
the last two years since I've gone silent, it was because I was so unclear. And one of my mentors always says something along the lines of like, if you can't basically like embody or live up to that with which you say, then say less. And that's really struck me, um, kind of taking radical accountability, not just for my words, but kind of like all of the energy that I'm putting out into <laughs> into the world, whether that's through Lake Effect, whether that's product, social media, just words in general. Um, and in order to kind of protect my energy, my words, just my contributions, I've been doing, no surprise here, a shitload of work on my own, but um, but I've also created a little micro community of um, kind of like a place that just set, felt safe to share in. And so I, this started as like a private Instagram, well, it kind of started as a private Instagram and I was just kind of getting my feet wet over um, with that experience. That was the nature of soul membership. And um, there was a small group of people that were with me last fall I think it was four months that I was doing that and then the timing felt right for me to go more inward as I was going through some family stuff and um about a year ago I also started a substack and if you're not familiar with what substack is it is essentially um a newsletter platform that is also like a um a standalone blog as well and you can monetize it it's private you there's just a lot of cool built-in um, functionality with it between chat and notes and um, yeah just all sorts of functionality and so I had started playing around with that last summer I literally just got a notification um, a couple weeks ago that was like it's your one year on Substack however I really decided that like the written word was one thing that I have always felt very committed to and comfortable with. And so I wanted to start experimenting with that more fully. And so in January of this year, I started writing more, promoting it, sharing it, making it, um, making their both having both a paid and a free experience there. And it just felt, it feels like such a, sacred and safe space for me to share things that I'm not willing to offer up for public consumption. Um, public meaning someone who isn't like truly invested in me out of like a respectful and intentional place. Um, I'm really turned off to um, just this like quick hit dopamine hit vibe of so much social media where people and it's very like nameless faceless where people can just spew weird energy and um you know perhaps it's just because I am very energetically sensitive not because I am super I'm not trying to control or really like I don't always care what the other people are sending my way but the fact that I can often feel what people are sending my way um, energetically just isn't something I want to subject myself to, um, in this season, you know, 
ultimately I think that's something that just comes with life. And when I am feeling less tender at a later date, um, I, I'm open to that, but I have felt really tender these last, I mean, three, three years really basically since early of 2020, um, just going through so much and I've wanted to protect myself a little bit as I decided, okay, I basically am having a um, (laughs) phoenix from the ashes or, and I know like I used that so many times in um, this podcast, like I'm always like, it's a burn cycle and I'm burning and things are falling apart and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't think that that ended really until um, within the last (laughs) Uh, year but um, maybe even less recent um, or more recent and I think it's less of this like tragic slash glorified phoenix situation and more of like the painful butterfly chrysalis thing and where you just kind of congeal into the void and then you're trusting that all, all of that was by design for you to emerge as some beautiful creation. So that's kind of where I've been, where I've been and like in that tender chrysalis state, like haven't really wanted to subject myself to the influences of people who haven't been coming my way from like a respectful, loving, um, tuned in place. And so Substack has felt really, really amazing for me to just kind of play with expressing myself much more fully than I ever have, um, much more candidly talking about things that, um, I mean, I've talked about a lot of things here, but like I go much more in depth there because it feels like such a safe space and there's an, an energetic exchange, whether that's the financial aspect for some people or, um, just even like the putting in their email to opt into a subscription. It's like, it feels really different for me and, and safe. Um, and not like a, yeah, uneven or unbalanced, I guess is, is truly the right way to say it. Um, so it's been just really good for me. And also earlier in this year, and this probably like deserves a whole episode in itself. Um, I decided to publish a poetry book and, um, it's called what the water taught me. And I should say that differently. It's called What the Water Taught Me. And it is really a culmination of um, the experience of my life since um, saying yes to Lake Effect and really seeing how this business was all that it was from like a business and practical standpoint, but it also opened me up to um, spending so much more time, not just with water, definitely with water, but also all of nature, which, you know, opened me up to deeper connection to myself and just so many other changes in my life. And um, in addition, like the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, the challenges and victories of um running a business in general but also like during the pandemic and in so many other changes of life um what that created for me on a I guess self-development self-growth spiritual growth um 
track and ultimately something that I never thought would happen. And I know I've shared some of the poetry in previous episodes. I read one. I've just kind of like let myself play with poetry a little bit here. Um, I really decided, well, I, I ultimately like this, this whole chapter opened that for me. I never saw myself as someone who wrote poetry. Like that's embarrassing. That was embarrassing to me to say, to admit, to, to even like receive the poems. I was like, oh shit, I have become one of these people like cringe. I'm embarrassed. Like what the fuck? Um, but they couldn't stop. And to this day, they don't stop. I am forever receiving them. If I even take a pause to like consider a word or an experience or an emotion, I can fairly easily channel, I guess that's the word I'm going to use, but just like receive a poem um, or at least the entry point or some part of the poem. It's like the the language just kind of starts to swirl and it it wants to come through. And in a lot of cases, if I don't sit down to make space for it, it will like irritate me all day. Like it will be present and um, kind of knock on me. And often I find that life will drum up some sort of inconvenience or really uncomfortable experience in order to make me sit down. And what's funny, I'm as I'm saying that, um, I recently I threw my back out over somehow over the since Friday night. Um, Friday night I was feeling a little weird and but I still went for like this long walk after dinner. And when I woke up on Saturday, I was like, what in the hell is this feeling? Um, I also had like a bruise on my head, or not a bruise, but like a tender spot on my forehead, and I was like, did I fall out of bed last night? (laughs) So not really sure what happened, but it certainly has not improved. And I've had to cancel so many things and shift my schedule. And um, as I was like journaling about that both yesterday and today, I was like, there's clearly something that wants my attention right now. And it's kind of clearing, clearing my calendar so that I'm present for it, which is really interesting and kind of why I find it funny that like I'm immediately taking to record this right now. Like this just felt like something I needed to do and I'm doing it. So it's just very bizarre, sudden. This is not strategic in any way, shape or form. I just, um, yeah, had this nudge over the last couple of days. Um, at some point earlier in the summer, I was like, should I bring back the podcast? And I was, I just, that was a no. So I didn't. Um, And then it, yeah, like I said, as another um, idea around the name came through over the last couple of days, I was like, eh, actually play with it. And I guess maybe that's something I really want to talk about the importance of for me is like not committing to these long-term visions and strategies and goals but more so like letting things be fluid and knowing that like if something's presenting and asking me to get into it that doesn't mean I'm married to it for this long stretch necessarily it might be but like I am giving myself permission to experiment and to play and to let things just take me where they want to take me maybe I post this one episode and 
um, and decide that that's all I want to do. And cool, great, don't care. But like it ultimately, it feels like there's something in this message, whether that's for me or for somebody else. I don't know. But I am just making myself available. And it's really interesting. I've had my eyes closed this entire time. And it's just really fun to see how clearly I had a lot to say. Um, But anyway, going back to the book, all spring, I've really um, opened myself up to just embodying kind of this like vision or archetype of the poet and um, allowing myself to step away from the identity of the business owner, which is something that I've been attached to since since I can remember, um, business owner or just business person. So to set the stage, um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, both my like immediate family and my more extended family is just a lot of entrepreneurs. It's very much like wired into us. I think we just don't love, um, I mean, nobody does, but like, we really don't like authority. And so this is kind of our way of like escaping and making our own rules was to start our own businesses. And also just like this empowerment of like, you want something, you can make that happen. Um, And so like, I had my first business when I was really, really young, um, a shoe shine business, I would literally like make flyers, people would put their shoes out on their deck and then or on their porch and then call the house and tell me their shoes were out. I'd shine their shoes, I'd drop them off, they'd leave money. It was just this cute little thing, but I made decent money. And over the course of my childhood, that always changed. There was always a different business idea. And then as a young teen, I started working at my dad's office and doing miscellaneous tasks and customer service and whatever. It was just very ingrained in me to to think that like that was how I was going to show up professionally in the world. And so all of a sudden this year, the, the a big message that I received was like, this is not who you are anymore. And when I kind of let myself put that to the side, um, instead what came through was just all the ways that I had suppressed my inclinations and identity as a creative person. Um, when I think back to like the eighth grade video where you say what you're going to be when you grow up or what you want to, yeah, what you want your career to be. I think I said a interior designer or a wedding planner, which is really interesting. I do love events and hosting. I definitely think like the interior thing was a little bit more spot on. And that's honestly one of my favorite parts of having the lake effect brick and mortar was the curating kind of the aesthetic and the energy and candles and music and just like knowing that I had the ability to influence people by the energetics of a space and just letting beauty be the inspiration for what they were feeling and it's the same thing with interior design and hosting it's that exact same thing where it's like you use what inspires you as the launching point to create an a felt experience by others. And that's always something that's just really fun to me. But, um, you know, even before all of that, just like constantly, um, inspired by visuals, by words, um, and just never like that just always seemed so frivolous and not, not serious or important. Um, and you know, everyone always talked about like, 
that's just not like a tried and true, there's not a clear path to success with art, at least not the way it was ever proposed to me um, or talked about to me. And so I also just what didn't have a clear ability as like an artist. I didn't have beautiful handwriting. I couldn't paint or draw, um, whereas a lot of my close friends could. And so I naturally compared myself to their direct creativity and thought, well, I'm, I'm definitely not creative. I'm not an artist. Um, so it's taken, <laughs> you know, 20 to 30 years for me to be like, you're, you might not create in the same way that other people create, but you are an artist for the way that you receive a vision for beauty, for art, and are compelled to, sh- to share it you receive something, you channel it, and then your job is to receive it and share it. Um, So I've been playing with that. And it's really fun. It's so different. And um, when I hold the manuscript of the book, it's now gotten pretty far along and knock on wood will be published still this year. Um, I think I've pre-sold maybe around 50 copies. And that feels huge. Someone asked me what my goal was and they were like, okay, so what's your goal? Like to sell a couple copies? And I was like, bitch, I've sold 50. (laughs) Again, I realized that's probably not that much, but I was like, yeah, I obviously want to get this into hands. Yes, to sell copies. Yes, I want to be compensated for this, not just for this like beautiful thing, but like the, the energetic experience of this is like, really massive and what is available in this book is really massive not just for my words and the images but for the art that has been poured into it by also my designer artist friend Liz who is like interpreting the words and the visions um, of the poems and again the sites or the the photos that accompany the exact poems um, and using that to like kind of sculpt the shapes of the poems and um, you'll see what I mean when you buy your copy. (laughs) Um, But it's just dripping with um, inspiration and soul and it's the closest I've ever felt to really like touching some higher version of myself. Poetry in general is. um, It's like the closest feeling to when I'm in nature and something wildly synchronistic happens and I'm having like a moment with the elements and the animals and something is clearly like happening um that's that's really how poetry feels to me too um and to be able to share that is both terrifying um because you're just kind of exposing yourself in that vulnerable creative inspired implosion moment um and you don't know how it's going to be received by others but at this point it's like full trust I don't it did things for me and I'm trusting it'll do what it needs to do to the people who receive it whether they consciously are aware of what it's doing or not um so yeah that's basically what I've been up to and then on the Substack. Um, I've been sharing that book writing process or like the, the publishing process and documenting what it's been like for me, 
um, the roadblocks I've bumped into, the beliefs I've been rewiring or not rewiring but needing to rewire and just kind of playing with just all of these mm, things you never think are going to be a part of your experience. Um, and so the all the book updates are the paid part of the Substack, um, which I have, whether you first subscribe and pay for Substack or um, buy the book first and then want to be a paid member of the Substack, like there's a little bit of a promotion. So they're, they're working together um, and that's manual. So just let me know if that is ever something you are interested in. But um, ultimately, like I wanted that to be a thing where it's like you're invested in the experience. And I, I sh- I've shared a couple poems that um, are going to be in the book and like really go into the backstory of um, what the situation was that um, created this entry point for a poem to drop in, um, just shared beyond the, the words and the images that you see in the book. And, um, I had originally planned to do that in the book itself, like have a mini introduction to each poem. And then I very quickly realized like one, this book is is otherwise going to be like hundreds of pages instead of like 200 ish, which is still massive for a poetry book, but more so like I didn't want my experience to totally overshadow the experience of the reader. Um, I obviously know what the poems mean to me, and I think that that will be fairly clear, but what I really want is for the individual reader to to have their own experience of what of what the poems mean. So um, that is my my ultimate hope with this is that um, you sit down with the book and you just kind of see what unfolds for you. Um, so then in the Substack, otherwise, like those are some of the paid things. I do some video updates and audio there as well. And then in the the unpaid part is just um, every now and then I actually do a, a book update to the unpaid part as well. But otherwise, there are um, a, a very wide range of topics and it's just really fun. It's kind of like I had a blog back in, I started it in 2009 and, or 2008, not totally sure, but in college and it was called Tides, Trains, and Tulips. And I think I've shared about this on the, on this podcast before, but um, this really feels like that, but at a much deeper level. Like, whereas that I was just kind of spewing like this is my experience and the end. And here's a picture like in this, I am analyzing it. I'm using my perspective to be a tool, a mirror, um, to pose questions, to show you how you can work so deeply with the experience of your life to, understand yourself more fully to understand maybe what life is trying to communicate with you um, if something's asking you for change or you feel like you need to make a change like using those scenarios to to shape like shape shift to really like be the message to recognize that you're being communicated with whether it's your higher self or I don't know life itself um 
I'm really just kind of using my real-time processing to do that with you. Um, I sometimes pose questions, but mostly it's like, I, I trust that if you're meant to see something and react to something in what I'm sharing, you will. So yeah, that's basically what I have been up to. Um, in addition to this past summer, earlier this summer, we, um, knocked down our cottage, my safest of safe spaces, my happiest place on earth, and we are rebuilding. And so I have been helping my family with, um, a bit of that project and the design process, which as I just talked about before, I love interior design. So it's been really like a dream to apply my my uh, intention for creating spaces and energetics that just really um, support people and um, inspire them. But to do that as like a culmination of all the distinct personalities in our family and also the characteristics of the property and it's just been really cool. I've spent a lot of time at the cottage by myself, which I, I know my dad has, but other than that, not a lot of others have. I know kind of the way that the light like lights up this room at this time of the year, at this time of the day, and what can we do in that space to, you know, work with the light or catch more of it. So, you know, that's meant like changing window placements or adding more windows, or can we do this so that, um, we're basically just capitalizing on all of the magic of the property, of the trees, of the water, um, the energetics of the space and the way that we use it and how we spend our time there. So for me as someone who likes to get up really early and go be out on the water or just kind of gauging what the day is like at dawn, you know, my needs are really different than somebody else's who isn't going to do that. And so who who is going to sleep where what do the windows need to be like just all of these things so that we can really create this dream home so my summer has just been really this like open-ended weird fluid and yet really focused on this like understanding of like there's a shift for me um into this role of a creative and knowing that like trusting in that and solidifying that gets to be game-changing for me. I get to leave certain seasons behind knowing that in this season with this energy, um, something something bigger than me gets to happen. So I just wanted to share that here and I'll probably be back with more if you are called to join the Substack, whether free or paid. I'd love to have you there. Um, if you want to purchase a book, that would mean the world. Like I said, it's a beast of a project in terms of like <laughs> the literal scale and cost because of the the high quality, high integrity that I am imagining um, for it. And so yeah, any any contribution really does make world of difference in bringing it to life. So I would be honored to have your support with that. And um, otherwise, stay tuned. You know how to find me on all the socials. And thanks for listening. And I look forward to 
chatting soon. Bye.